0: The following is a paid program on 600 WREC.
1: Good morning, Memphis, and welcome to our internet listeners and podcast listeners across the 50 states. You're on Real Estate Mortgage Shop, and I'm your host, Joe Garner, Mortgage Loan Officer. You can connect with me at jogarner.com. Thank you to our sponsors, Real Estate Estate, uh, Closing Attorneys, Rob and Shelly, Rob Drawn and Shelly Rothman of Griffin, Clift, Everton, and Mashmire. And for your real estate purchase closings or refinances, give Rob and Shelly a call at 901-752-1133. Our general topic is how much do I pay for a house without paying too much? Subscribe to get our weekly blog post, podcast at jogarner.com. Call us while we're live today if you want to talk about how much to pay for the house? Today is December 11th, 2021. You can call us in the studio at 901-535-9732. Have you ever found the perfect house to buy and then wondered, how much do I need to pay for this house to get it but without paying too much? Well, Realtor Pat Goldstein of Cry Like Realtors and I will be covering five strategies that can help you know with confidence that you have made the right offer on the house that you want. Back in the studio, we have Pat Goldstein of Cry like, Realtors, and Pat has over 35 years of experience working in West Tennessee and North Mississippi real estate markets. She has won several awards in her real estate career. She's earned many designations. Pat, people in our networking groups call you the gold standard in real estate, and you certainly are. Take a moment and tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and what you do for your clients. Uh, thank you, Joe, <laughs> and good morning, everyone.
2: Uh, as Joe said, I'm Pat Goldstein, and I am with Crylike Realtors. I've been in the real estate business actually for 38 years, wow. and I love helping people either get into a house, uh, hopefully the house of their dreams, or get out of the house when it's time for them to move. <laughs>
1: Well, and you you spend a lot of extra time with them and and you give them some strategies, which we're going to be covering here in just a little bit on strategies. If you're a buyer, how to compete well without overpaying for the house. But, you know, you've been... um, Say you've been searching for several weeks, looking for the right house to make your new home. You finally walk through the door, and you know, some of you out there know what I'm talking about. You've looked and looked and looked, and then suddenly you walk in the front door of a house, and you just know before you even get through the end of the house, this is it. You know that feeling? You walk in there, it's the perfect house, but other people are making competitive offers to buy the same house. How much do you offer to pay without paying too much? Well, here are five points to consider. And later in the show, we're going to be giving you some examples of how people that we know have done this very brilliantly, covered these five points. Number one, set up your budget and stick to it. Review your bank statements and your credit card statements. If you don't have time to go through the whole year, just go through the last three months to six months. That'll give you a very good clue as to what income is coming in and what you're actually spending. And I guarantee you're going to be shocked because I've done it myself. I've done this. I work this program. And uh, at that point, you can start figuring out ways to uh, swap out. Um, some of the more expensive expenditures with something less expensive, things like that, to really get down to what is personally comfortable for you to pay per month and what is personally comfortable for you to pay for uh, the down payment. Don't forget those expenditures that you have to pay only once or twice a year. But stick to your limit on what you say, what you know your maximum house payment is. Don't go over that. Don't spend your emergency funds. And, Joe, if if you're looking
2: for a house and you know your absolute top dollar and you know there's multiple offers, you might be looking at houses that are under your top
1: dollar so you can afford to compete right exactly now Pat's in the in the studio and we've got a lot of good real estate agents out there in the market and mortgage officers out there that can help you of course Pat and I are we, we, we shamelessly want you we want to work with you but yes <laughs> but study the market whoever it is that you're working with whichever realtor and, and, and get an experienced realtor an experienced loan officer but a good realtor can help with uh, showing you what price homes are selling you know what what the prices are in the in the neighborhood where you want to buy what they're selling for, what they're listing for, and they can look back and get data showing you which neighborhoods have increased in value over several years, not just the last couple of years of really strong growth, but looking at where this neighborhood has been going for the last several years. A good realtor can show you if the rental rates have also gone up consistently in that neighborhood. And if you paid over the asking price for the house you want, how long would it take for you to get your home's value back up to where you paid for it? How long would it take for it to appreciate to meet that paying that price that you paid? So realtors, loan officers are good resources for this. Number three, select a home you can gradually improve to be what you want over time. And, you know, Pat mentioned just earlier that if you are sticking to your guns on what your maximum house payment can be, then it may be that you have to go into um, a a neighborhood where the houses are not priced as high, or you could stay in the upper-priced neighborhood but find a home that uh, you can buy a little bit less expensively, like uh, maybe it needs updating uh, maybe there's a, a a whole room above the garage that's not finished out yet you know things like that that you can improve over time and eventually have make that house what you want and, get and it there are a cheaper. lot of
2: things that you can do joe to a house that aren't necessarily real expensive but that make a big difference in how the house looks
1: like give, give us an example pat paint oh yeah <laughs> you know if you go into a house and
2: It's either got a lot of different colors or maybe the color it has just isn't you. Uh (laughs) Um, Sometimes if you just make a difference in the paint and freshen it up, Mm -hmm. you'd be surprised at how different it looks.
1: Yeah. And, you know, like even sometimes just adding a pantry in the kitchen corner, you know, the corner Uh of the kitchen over there can really add value. And you can do that after, after you buy but the, f- the fifth is structure multiple positive exit strategies for one day in the future when you might need to sell that home or move out of the area. And structure these so that no matter what the economic situation, no matter what the real estate market looks like at that time, you have a very good chance of getting out with a positive uh, cash flow or a positive profit. And here's an example. If values in the neighborhood have consistently been been going up over the last several years, the chances are good that if you sell in a few years, two or three years, four years from now, you're still going to make a profit on that home. And if the real estate market is not doing well one day in the future when you're ready to sell you could possibly rent that house out for a while and make a positive cash flow until the market gets better and you can sell for a profit. mm -hmm. That's a really good point, Joe. However, you do need to be cautious
2: about that and make sure that there are not any neighborhood covenants and restrictions that prohibit rentals. Oh,
1: I love it. I'm glad you brought that up, because if you're in a condo project or you're in a planned unit development uh, Pat, you've seen that happen, right, where they restrict you renting the property? Absolutely,
2: and I, I've had clients who maybe were going to live in a house for a year or two, and they knew they were going to be moving out of town, and they said, well, we'll just rent it until we come back or rent it and have it be an investment property at that point,
1: and then they found out they couldn't. So you need to learn that ahead of time. Absolutely. Well, okay. Very good. Pat Goldstein, Crawlite, she's a realtor and she knows the third exit strategy, some people use it, some people don't. But if uh, you really are concerned about it, you could get a government loan that has an assumability clause, which means if the market was really terrible one day when you got ready to sell, somebody could qualify with your mortgage company and take over the payments, pay you a cash down payment and take over your payments. Uh, But That's another conversation, but you may not be able to see clearly into the future, but you can make some educated guesses by looking at the past. And if you buy a home with a comfortably affordable payment and keep a healthy emergency fund, you're going to enjoy living in your home and you're going to have some options if the day comes when you need to move. But you're on Real Estate Mortgage Shop. I'm your host, Joe Garner. Mortgage loan officer, what do you want to accomplish with your mortgage? Make your plan. Let's work your plan. If the deal works for you today, let's do it today. And when we come back, Pat Goldstein of Cry Like Realtors will be sharing more of her wisdom on how much do you need to offer to pay for a house without paying too much. Connect with me at jogarner.com and we'll see you guys back in just a moment.
0: 600 WREC at 92.1 FM.
1: Sierra Pacific Mortgage Company, Inc., NMLS, 1788, licensed in Arkansas, 23921, licensed by the
0: Mississippi Department of Banking and Consumer Finance, 1788, licensed in Tennessee, 10942646, Timber Creek Drive,
1: Cordova, Tennessee, 38018, Equal Housing Lender. Names are changed and minute details on stories shared on Real Estate Mortgage Shop to protect privacy. Hi, I'm Leanne Morse with All Things
2: New in Cargillville, Tennessee. You're listening to Real Estate Mortgage Shop. Now back to your host, Joe Garner.
1: You got to know when to hold up, know when to fold up, know
2: when to walk away, and know when to run. You never count your money when you're sitting
1: all right you got to know when to hold them and you got to know when to fold them today on real estate mortgage shop we're talking about how much do I pay for the house without paying too much I'm Joe Garner your host I'm a mortgage loan officer and in the studio today we have Pat Goldstein of Crylike Realtors and Pat how do we contact you I'm at 901606. 2000 All right well and now you know how to contact Pat and you can connect with me at jogarner.com you can call me after the show at 90148203. But right now, we're going to go and do something that we like to do every now and then. The Talk Shop business tip for real estate pros. Talk Shop offers free networking and education to anyone interested in business, real estate, or in health and wellness. Talk Shop is made possible to our community by the financial support of its sponsors. And for more about Talk Shop, go to talkshoppe.com. For our talk shop business tip today, we have uh, our sponsor Taylor Morse of Cartridge World of Collierville, Tennessee. And Taylor, you have saved me and others over thirty percent on our printing cost. And you, you specifically have um, designed these special designed res- recycled print cartridges that work well with the printer. And not only that, you helped me and a whole bunch of others get the, the no-cost printer that um, fits our needs. And it's really, it helps us not pay too much for our printing costs. But Taylor Morris of Cartridge World, what is our talk shop business tip for real estate pros?
0: Hey, yes, ma'am. Good good morning, Joe. Good morning, Pat and audience. Uh, today's Business Tip Pro, everybody knows that costs across the board are going up on every, almost everything. Well, office supplies are no different. We already at Charter World save you like Joe just said 30 to 40% on your printing costs, but one step further is the tip. The tip is getting the right printer. If you get the right printer and we can help you with that, you can save 40 to 60% off what you're buying now at the big box stores. And that's a huge savings. And, you know, some offices, that is a big part of their budget. So we can really, really, really help people keep their costs down in that that area.
1: Well, Taylor, that's a great tip. And uh, I know you helped a lot of us at Talk Shop and a whole bunch of other folks. But how do we contact you?
0: Uh, I'm at 901-853-3230.
1: I'm going to say that again.
0: 853
1: 3230 Yes, 901-853-3230. Don't pay too much for your printing cost and uh that that will help you out. You don't want to pay too much, but Taylor Morse of Cartridge World of Collierville and a Talk Shop sponsor. Thank you so much for offering us the Talk Shop business tip for our real estate pros.
0: Oh, you're welcome. Have a great day.
1: You bet. All right. So we're going to pivot back over to Pat Goldstein of Crylike. She is a realtor with a lot of experience in the West Tennessee, North Mississippi markets. And today on Real Estate Mortgage Shop, you know, Pat, we're talking about how much do I pay for the house without paying too much. One of the the common uh, struggles that I see with buyers is they have set, this is what I can pay per month. This is what I can pay down at closing and they go out there and they try to make an offer on a house that they love and stay within their god their their guidelines their their boundaries there. And there are other people that are competing with them, making offers on the same house. What are the top tips that you offer your buyers when you go in to make an offer when there's other offers competing with yours? It is a fine line, Joe, and it's a difficult uh, decision to make
2: because. If, if you've got a line in the sand and you need to stick with it, then, as I mentioned, you should probably start looking at a lower price than what your top end is. Uh, I've recently had a couple of my listings sell for 30000 over the asking price, and I, I'm sure they didn't plan to go in with that. But when you have a lot of offers, it's like being in an auction. You keep raising your hand and then you go, oh, my gosh, what have I done? (laughs) (laughs) And because of that, I've seen more things fall apart within just the first few days of people making, getting a contract uh, bid one. And then it's, oh, my gosh, what have I done? Mm -hmm. So, you know, some things to do to not have that happen to you um, are... Number one, make sure that this is the house you really like and that you're not just throwing bids out there because you're so desperate to get a house. Mm -hmm. Uh, That does not help you when, you know, you wake up the next morning and wish you hadn't. Um, Your realtor will be looking at what the houses in the neighborhood have been selling for. And by neighborhood, I don't mean just that small block area, but but the larger area around it of houses that are similar. Mm -hmm. If they are all selling for much higher, then most likely this one's going to go much higher too than you expect because people are going to be bidding. Right. You know, you're going to have multiple bids, and some people are willing to go high. Some will put an escalation clause on it, and that is a good strategy. What's an escalation clause? for? That means you're willing to pay more than the next highest bid. And there are a lot of different ways to craft that so you don't end up just out, you know, a whole lot more than you plan. Mm-hmm. You put limits on it in the you, contract. You got to put limits on it or else who knows where you'd end right. up. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. But um, you've, you've got to put a limit on yourself, too, not just a limit on what you're going to, you know, how much more you're going to pay for the house but a limit on yourself as to what you're willing to do. Right. Because once it goes up there and it's accepted, then you've got a contract, and that's when they start falling apart is when people go, why did I do that? Right. But your appraisers now are not just looking in the rearview mirror like they used to, what things have sold for in the last six months, because the price of houses, according to, National Association of Realtors is going up about 1.5% per month. Mm -hmm. That's about 18% per year. It's not across the board, but that's an average. So when things are going up that much, what things sold for six months ago isn't necessarily
1: a good comp. Right, because the prices on the houses have gone up. I mean... Just in the last year, we've seen prices nationwide go up 19 percent or more. Right. And they're projected by Zillow yesterday, and today is December 11th, 2021. Zillow said they're projecting prices to go up another 13 or 14 percent next year on homes. That's, That's what all of the economists are saying,
2: is that we've still got another good year and maybe more of this type of market. Mm -hmm. so you need to make sure that you are bidding within your comfort zone Mm -hmm. now if you go a little over your comfort zone but you feel like you've got the income and the stamina to withstand it Mm -hmm. then fine what about contingencies let's talk about that if you have a contingency you may not even have a shot like and like contingent upon the sale of my home. If it's or... contingent on the sale of your home, the likelihood of you're getting a bid in a multiple offer situation is, I would say, slim to none. Because what a seller is going to look at is what has the least risk. And holding, mm-hmm. you're you're basically saying, I have a contract on this house, but not if my house doesn't sell. So that's a higher risk. Uh, if it's contingent on your uh, in-laws coming to see the house before you mm-hmm. make the sale or, or the contract final, slim to none. Right. You need to already have that you done. You need to have everything done. Even inspection contingencies are kicking some people out. Mm-hmm. Now, I I never recommend, or I'd say I rarely recommend someone do a contract without an inspection contingency, Mm -hmm. because you do need to know what the bones of that house are. Right. And you need to know what the systems are like. Mm -hmm. You don't want to buy something that you're going to end up having to spend a tremendous amount on later. Mm -hmm. But that's what some people are using, is taking
1: out the inspection contingency. Wow. It's risky, but like you said, if you really want the house... A strong pre-approval letter is another one. That is essential. Yes. Totally essential. And what we've been doing, uh, my team and I on the mortgage side, we've been going the extra mile, going ahead and getting the income and assets and credit and everything uh, pretty well done before they even go out and start bidding so that... We have a letter that we've written to that customer, an email or something that says, hey, we've already reviewed all of this. Your income, your assets, your credit is all good. You're a very strong borrower. That lets the seller know this person's not just decided last night they want to buy a house. These are people who have really put a lot of effort into making sure that they qualify and they're they're closer to a sure deal because they've already done that.
2: Right. and And I know... You know, when I send someone to you, I know they're going to be able to
1: have a good shot at it. A local lender is is imperative. You're on Real Estate Mortgage Shop. I'm Joe Garner, your host, mortgage loan officer. You can connect with me at jogarner.com. You can find me over at Sierra Pacific Mortgage here in the Memphis area. But wherever your mortgage journey, I would love to be on it with you. And when we come back, we're going to be sharing some stories of people who have done some really brilliant things in paying the right price for the house and not paying too much. We'll see you guys back in just a moment.
0: 600 WREC, 92.1 FM, and WEGR HD2 Memphis, an iHeart radio station, now number one for podcasting.
2: You're listening to mortgage expert Joe Gardner, author of Choosing the Best Mortgage, the Quickest Way to the Life You Want, and she has a golden nugget from her book. You can order Joe's book at jogardner.com. Okay, Joe,
1: you talk about treasure hunting in your book. Can you tell us what that is? Treasure hunting for the funds to close. There's still 100% loan programs out there, down payment assistance, gifts from family, cash value and life insurance, and a lot of other ways that you can find money you didn't even know you had. Order the book today. You'll be glad you did. JOgardner.com.
2: Hi, I'm Kelly Inman of Next Day Access from Memphis, Tennessee, and you are listening to Real Estate Mortgage Shop. And now back to your host, Joe Garner. How much is that doggy in the window? <laughs> the one with the waggly tail. How much is that doggy in the window? I do hope that dog is for sale.
1: <laughs> Boy, that takes us back, doesn't it? How much is that doggy in the window, Patty Page? Way back. Way back, yes. Well, today on Real Estate Mortgage Shop, we're talking about how much do I pay for the house without paying too much i am joe garner your host i'm a mortgage loan officer love to be on the home buying journey and the refinance journey with my clients in the studio we have pat goldstein she is a realtor with Crylike. she's been in the business 38 years and uh, pat how do we contact you 901-606-2000 well, you know earlier in the show we covered the five points you want to consider when making sure that you do not pay too much for a home. So, uh, and again, real quick as a recap for those just joining us, those are set up your budget and stick to it. Study the market. Uh, We had some other ones like select a home you can gradually improve to be what you want over time. Strategize to get your offer accepted by the seller and structure multiple positive exit strategies for a day in the future when you might need to sell that home or move out of the area. And uh, I've got some stories of some Hall of Fame clients of mine. They this did great over the years. I'm so proud of them. I was just there to kind of point them to the right mortgage product. But one of them uh, I call multiple exit strategies, Brent and Bella Beaumont story, not the real name, but Brent and Bella had been renting an apartment in a neighborhood that seemed to be attracting more crime. And when they first got married and moved into the apartment, the rent was less than $900 a month, but now it was well over a thousand a month and just continuing to go up each year. And when Brent and Bella got the news that they were going to have their first baby the apartment was just going to be too small and the payment was just going to be too large. How are they going to find a bigger home with a smaller payment? And they did—they were kind of concerned about the commitment, Pat. They were concerned about committing to a 30-year mortgage, you know, a, a house and, and the repairs and all of that. A little concerned about what was going to happen if they had changes in their life. Well, that's a big consideration. Yes, so and they didn't have a whole lot of savings, and we see that a lot, especially with first-time homebuyers. And especially when they're having a baby. Right. I mean, (laughs) all of that was like really big decisions for Brent and Bella, and the decision to rent versus buy, well, they didn't think they had a choice. They talked with their realtor, who explained to them that right now in the Memphis area, they could really find a bigger home uh, and a smaller payment because of the low interest rates and things like that, and the rents going up each year in Memphis and all over the nation. The realtor showed Brent and Bella several homes, and they made several offers. Finally, the seller on a nice three-bedroom home accepted their offer and even agreed to pay a little bit of the, of the closing costs, which is unusual in this market. The Realtor pointed out two advantages of buying the home they were purchasing. As a loan officer, as their loan officer, I pointed out two more advantages that would give the Beaumonts not one, but multiple exit strategies. The first... The realtor pointed out was that the neighborhood where Brent and Bella had decided to buy home values in that neighborhood had been increasing in value over several years, not just in the last few years. But it was a stable neighborhood with a lot of value. So if Brent and Bella decided to sell in two or three years, four years from now, chances were good. Chances were good they were going to be able to make a profit on their house and not be in the hole. The second advantage, the second exit strategy for them was that that area was a strong rental market as well. Rents had gone up quite a bit each year in that neighborhood. So if Bella and Brent decided to sell and at that at the time they decided to sell their home maybe a few years from now, maybe the real estate market would not be so good and if that were the case and they did not want to sell. Until the market got better, they could have the option of renting that house out for a positive cash flow and wait until the market got better before selling. So, hey, that was another possible exit strategy
2: and that's a really good strategy as long as you make sure that rentals are not prohibited
1: right in a planned unit development or a condo project you need to make sure for sure that uh, that rentals are allowed and Pat had a very good point there the third advantage as their mortgage officer, was that Brent and Bella were getting a a government FHA loan program. Well, this loan, a lot of people don't realize it, but it is an assumable loan, which means that if the market was really bad uh, a few years from now and Brent and and Bella got ready to sell, and let's say rates had gone up three or four years from now, maybe they were at five or six or something. Here, Bella and Brent are sitting on a a three-something percent, then they could put a sign out there in their yard that says assumable loan at three point whatever. And if the market was at six, how many people do you think would be lining up to pay Brent and Bella good money to have the opportunity to qualify with their mortgage company to take over that loan? I can't count that high. (laughs) Well, I have a feeling you've counted a lot of stuff there, Pat. But those were three... points that Brent and Bella were able to achieve and they got some down payment assistance. So that eliminated their problem of not having the money to close. Very brilliant move on the part of Brent and Bella. Uh, the other story I wanted to share with you was about the Johannesons. Now I talk about them in my book, Choosing the Best Mortgage, the Quickest Way to the Life You Want. And uh, they um, they, they were so happy. They had been working uh, out of the country and they were—they had come back from working. They come back stateside from working outside the country, and they were buying their first home. They didn't have the funds to close, and they didn't have a huge, large income or anything like that. But um, their realtor listened to what they really wanted and needed in that home, and they watched the market daily for months, actually, until they found just the perfect home. Their challenge was that the price of the home with the normal down payment would wreck their budget. Now, these they had done a lot of work on their budget and knew what their emergency fund needed to be. They ended up getting a down payment assistance program where they got over $10,000 for down payment assistance. That helped them with the down payment, the closing costs, their prepaid property taxes and insurance. It helped them pay down enough on that house so that the payment met their budget. And when we all arrived at the title office to complete the closing on the loan and all of that, the Johannesons were ecstatic. And while Mr. Johanneson was signing some of his papers, Miss Johanneson talked excitedly about how she planned to decorate the home and make it a happy place for their family and friends to come and visit. Uh, they rushed into each other's arms after the closing, and uh, they were laughing and cheering, and it was a, a long one victory for the Johannesons. I've got another story I want to tell, and this is called, this is Lyndon Lacey. Now, I call this one 4-bit budget, big dreams, and a brilliant idea. And this lady, uh, Lyndon Lacey, not her real name, reached out to me via email, and she was a first-time home buyer, big dreams, with a limited amount she could pay for a house note. Now, hers was really about budget. Kudos to Lyndon, though, for taking full inventory of what income she had coming in each month and how much of her hard-earned money marched out each month to pay her bills. She knew her own comfort level on what she could pay down, what she could pay comfortably per month, and she told me no more than 1200 a month and no more than $5,000 down. Whew, that's a tall order. Lyndon also knew all the things she wanted for her home. She had her list prioritized. She knew the general area where she wanted to live. She wanted. She knew what built-in gadgets she wanted, the bonus room over the garage and all of that. But she ran into a problem because the houses, when she went out to make offers, they were going to cause her payment to be a lot higher. Now, what Lyndon did was... I consider pretty brilliant. She found a house that had an unfinished area over the garage, and she bought that. The house had never been updated in many years, and she was able to whittle down a little bit on what she had to pay for that house to get her payment at least close to her limit. And then her plans were over time, she was going to finish out that room, that hobby room above the garage, and she was going to add a few things here and there, update this and that. But over time, as her budget would allow. So uh, big kudos to Lyndon Lacey for sticking to her budget and buying a house that may not have been exactly what she wanted when she walked in the door, but could be and would be over a period of time. Yeah, that, that extra room above the garage with just a little work made a nice rental or uh, even Airbnb. Oh, yeah. And, you know, people, like you said, if, if your covenants and restrictions will allow those type of situations, if you can buy the house structured the right way, you can make money on your house. I know for over uh, 10 years, I rented part of my house that had a little separate Area, you know, I rented that, and it more than paid for my house note for over ten years. Uh, it more than paid for my house note. I Gives believe you and, some
2: disposable income, doesn't it?
1: Yes, it does, and and it allows you to do those extra things to the house. But those are just a few ideas, and I'm sure our listeners have a lot more ideas. And if you want to share those, give us a call at 901-535-9732. But we're about to go to break, and you're on Real Estate Mortgage Shop. I am Joe Garner, your host, mortgage loan officer. Connect with me at jogarner.com. Pat Goldstein, a realtor with Cry Like, is in the house, and you can reach her at 901-606-2000. We'll see you guys back in just a moment.
0: 600 WREC and 92.1 FM.
1: I'm Mary Lou Novak from Home Helpers in Memphis and the Mid-South area. And you're listening to Real Estate Mortgage Shop. And now back to your host, Joe Garner. All right. Love me some Stevie Wonder. (laughs) Signed, sealed, delivered, I'm I'm yours. yours. I love to hear that in the real estate (laughs) transaction, right? Signed, sealed, delivered. Well, you're on Real Estate Mortgage Shop. I am Joe Garner, your host. I'm a mortgage loan officer, and we have in the studio Pat Goldstein of Cry Like, who is a realtor here in the Memphis and uh, North Mississippi areas, wherever your journey is. I would love to be on it with you. Today, we're talking about how much do I pay for the house without paying too much. So uh, right now, we're going to do something we like to do every week. (coughs) The real estate tip of the week, and I believe Pat Goldstein, you have our real estate tip of the week. I have all kinds of tips, Joe. <laughs> and the first one, uh, you heard Joe
2: mention her book, her new book. What's the name of it again? Choosing the best mortgage: the quickest way to the life you want. Well, I've been reading that, Joe. You've got a lot of good information in there. You can get it on Amazon, I think, can't you? Yes, and Barnes and Noble. Thank you, And Barnes you, Pat. and Noble, great. Okay, now now to the other tips. <laughs> One of the things is, if you get a conventional loan and you don't put a whole lot down, you're going to have the mortgage insurance. Mm-hmm. And if you will pay it down to, what is it, 80%, 78%?
1: Yeah, 80% loan to value. Put 20% down. Yeah,
2: If well, if you don't put 20% down and you get it down even even a little bit, as fast as properties are going up right now, you can probably refinance it after a short period of time mm-hmm. and it'll be worth more, so you'll have twenty percent in it. Right.
1: Of and seventy eight percent if you're getting a reappraisal on it after you own the house. Right. And it, That's yeah, and you've paid on it twenty four months and you've paid your made your payments on time. Uh, it's a good that'll, chance. You'll that'll get drop rid of your it. payment quite a bit. That's a great tip. Pat, I like go. that tip. Get rid of that That's private of mortgage favorites. insurance if you've got a <laughs> conventional loan because <laughs> the mortgage insurance does not help you it only helps the lender. The least you pay the better you are. Well, you know, Pat, I've got a tip and today is December the 11th, 2021 and the the big news today is inflation. And it inflation it, it ravages your wealth. It 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 reduces the power of your income, and anything you can do to create a hedge of protection for yourself is a good thing when you are are protecting yourself against inflation. Buying a home with a fixed-rate mortgage historically has shown to be one of the best hedges of protection to protect your wealth because as the price of goods and services go up, the value of your home presumably goes up, And if you've got a fixed rate mortgage, your principal and interest payment never moves. It stays the same, even though the cost of rents and the cost of other things in the market are going up. So um, that's my tip. Also, if you, I see people right now buying real estate for rental properties. They're like, you know, Joe, I want to diversify my my um, investments. I see a lot of people doing that, buying rental properties and getting the fixed rate mortgage on there. Love to help you if you're thinking about doing that. The other um, thing that I see people doing to hedge uh, hedge themselves is refinancing to lower their payment to give themselves extra money each month in case of emergencies or some of them are reinvesting that extra income or that extra freed up cash flow into something making them a higher return right and and you're
2: you don't don't forget your house is also a piggy bank You can pull money out of it. If you have enough equity, Uh you can pull money out of it to buy that investment property to use as a down payment. Yes, that's
1: a good point. I see people doing that. Of course, you know, consult with your financial advisors. We're not financial advisors up here. We're just telling you what we see people doing. Uh, refinancing to pay off your mortgage early. Having no mortgage on your house uh, that is going up in value can be a real (laughs) wealth builder. That can free up your funds. (laughs) Absolutely. Take some (laughs) trips, vacation, and all that stuff. But check with your financial advisor. (laughs) Uh, Absolutely. (laughs) Well, cash out refinance to a fixed rate. Um, Some people have huge equity lines that have variable rates on them, no safety caps. Uh, Refinancing and including that into one... Law, one fixed rate mortgage can uh, eliminate a lot of interest rate risk. You can add in variable rate uh, debt like credit cards and things like that. I see people doing that. But just some ideas to consider. I want to talk about our sponsor today, Talk Shop. Talk Shop offers free networking and education to anyone. Interested in real estate, business, or health and wellness. Talk Shop meets every Wednesday in person and on Zoom, 9 o'clock Central Time at Concord Career College. That's 5100 Poplar, the first floor. That's the Clark Tower for those in Memphis. And you can go online at TalkShop, that's Talk, S-H-O-P-P-E dot com. Click on the events tab and you can get into our virtual meeting room. And this Wednesday, December 15th, 2021, we have uh, Lisa Ray. She's a dental assistant uh, program director at Concord Career College. She's going to be talking about the new trend of do-it-yourself orthodontics don't what? do it that's what she says new trend of do-it-yourself orthodontics It'd be like don't. trying to take your appendix out yourself <laughs> don't do it she's going to talk about this and uh, this is a special health talk presentation uh, from mid-south home helpers so thank you that to would Mid-South be like home trying to buy a house without a realtor there you go <laughs> you heard it from pat goldstein but talk shop events are free thanks to our sponsors like Miranda Griffin of HealthyMidSouth.net. And Miranda can help you set up some very inexpensive, simple resources and routines to help keep you healthy and feeling good. Contact Miranda Griffin at HealthyMidSouth.net. And, and
2: you know, if you're in business, any kind of business, it's a great place
1: to network. I agree. It's, I've seen a lot of people build their businesses through talk shop over the last 19 years. But thank you to Darlene Kemp of Vistapoints.org. She can help you set up a special needs trust so that if you have a handicapped or special needs loved one, uh, they can get care and some good provision for one day when you're not there to help them. So contact Darlene at Vistapoints.org. I want to give Jack's challenge. Now, Jack Redden was a former World War II veteran and a retired uh, counselor, and every year uh, he would remind us at Talk Shop and our networking group to take time to spend during the holiday season with someone that we knew who was alone or someone who was suffering a loss, And Jack passed away in 2012, but we still remember his annual challenge. So now you have, our listeners out there, you have Jack's challenge. Who do you know in your circle, think about that person right now, that is alone or maybe going through a tough time? Invite that person out to coffee and spend time with them. You may never know this side of heaven, the positive difference that you're going to make, and also um, it is December 11th, 2021. We want to uh, say let's keep in our thoughts and prayers the the victims of the tornado last night in kentucky arkansas uh all over that area tennessee just uh keep them in your prayers that was a terrible thing we want to invite you to get our weekly podcast with the show notes and pictures and you can do that via email you can do that by going online at jogarner.com and real estate mortgage shop wants to remind you to make your plan let's work your plan if the deal works for you today Let's do it today. I want to end with our quote from the quote corner. The only bad time to buy property is later. (laughs) That's from (laughs) simplyhomes.com. Anything you want to add real quick, Pat? Your phone number? My number is 901-606-2000. Connect with me at jogarner.com, 901-482-0354, and we'll see you guys back next week.